0: Good or bad, change is inevitable. Most people need some sort of guidebook to navigate the changes for personal growth. Welcome to A New You with Liz Tupling. Now there's a show that helps you through your personal transformation by providing answers, anecdotes, and tips that work. Now, here's your host, Liz Tupling. Hello and welcome. It's a new day and you're listening
1: to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. So, welcome to an episode that I've entitled Stuck No More The Reopening of You. Why did I go there? We are in this global reopening. And I thought that it was just an interesting metaphor because for many, many months now, m- most of us have felt stuck. We've felt closed in. We felt like we have been restricted. And, you know, we've been in this conversation of reopening for quite some time, but here it is. And here we are smack dab in the middle of another phase of change in what seems to be this ever evolving world of fast moving and conflicting information, disease surveillance, concerns about second waves. And for a lot of people, reluctance to trust that it's okay to come out of hibernation. For some people, quarantine has ended up being this kind of modern day version of Stockholm syndrome. You know, that the syndrome in which people are held captive and, and develop a relationship with their captor and, and uh, eventually when um, they're allowed to uh, go free and be free, they are uh, reluctant to do so. So in a lot of ways, quarantine has become that that scenario for people you know being held captive for months being in total lockdown now the doors are opening we can see the light of day and for some there is a paralysis that's taken over that tells them that the outside world still may not be safe that freedom actually may not be the way to go and there's a confusion around all of this others have reinserted themselves into this new reality because they've been able to return to jobs, wanted to return to their jobs. They've chosen to start visiting with family, with friends, co-workers, um, stepping out into the grocery store maybe for the first time in months. So regardless of where you are on this continuum of reemergence, you've more than likely bumped up against some of these thoughts, these feelings, these reactions to the gravity of this change that is yet upon us again. So, we focus so heavily on what is happening in our external worlds and when we become so information-reliant like we have as a society, then we neglect to take into consideration that the most relevant set of data or information is within. It always is. It's what's happening inside of us that drives us to react, to choose or to not choose, to move forward or to stay stuck. So today, I want to walk you through five ways that you can navigate your own coming out, if we will. And the way we can navigate, you know, and the goal that I have always in my communication with you as new you listeners is to create a platform or to create a footprint of ease for you. So five ways that you can navigate your own coming out with ease. Let's jump into the first one. The first step in this reemergence into this new reality, this new world, relates to something that many of my clients and, and friends and family members and, and, have communicated to me in the last couple of weeks. And so I felt it was just truly relevant and significant to share with you, the listeners. Um, we've had a little bit of time and history. Under our belts with this pandemic thing, I wouldn't say that we're pros, um, but we've, we've had some rear view mirror moments, I'd say, in the last couple of weeks, and we've been able to acknowledge that many of the changes that were put in motion because of COVID were oddly enough the exact opposite of what we anticipated that they would be. They were, in fact, contributions to our lives. The quarantine, the time away from hustle bustle, um, all of the things that we thought were the top priority of our lives afforded many people, and, and I'm hearing this time and time again in conversations that I have all day with clients, and I hear it from friends but and family, it, it afforded many people the opportunity to reevaluate their careers, their businesses, their relationships, and what could be possible and what is possible when living and operating from a different paradigm. And the things that people are bringing to my attention are interesting. And they're telling me that they, these are realizations that they truly, truly believe may not have happened, but for something of this magnitude. So how many of you will choose not to go back to your traditional work environment, your traditional workspaces? How many of you have been told by your employer that you have the option to continue to work from home for the foreseeable future? And for how many of you... Is that super, super light? You know, I, I just talked to a client yesterday who works within a, a large hospital system here in Michigan. And when her employer said, you know, you can do everything that you do and you can do it virtually, she was thrilled. She was over the moon. In fact, her whole body relaxed into that, that conversation about not having to commute and not having to be on site. And she seemed like a different person. So how much lighter are things becoming as a result of some of these shifts? How many of you during quarantine looked at how you were running your business, how you were partnering with people in business, um, or even partnering with people creatively? And you said, no, there's a different way to do this. And you had the time and the space during quarantine to receive these messages. So we I've talked a lot on the show about the value of receiving slowing down and being in that awareness, being in, in being in the space of receiving awareness. In this particular time that we've been in, pandemic time, quarantine time, has been so powerful, impotent in, in people receiving awarenesses that I don't even know if they realized they were asking for, but clearly they were because they got them during this quiet time. You know, so how many of these things came in for you? Um, You know, coming, coming into some ideas or at least some awarenesses that you weren't really happy with the way things were or the way things were working for quite some time. But to slow down, to acknowledge and put change in motion, you didn't think you had the time. So now COVID shows up. It rolls in. It flips your world upside down. It essentially shuts life down for all of us. And you're like, okay, shit's getting pretty real right now. Time to ditch the rose-colored glasses and look at things through the truth lens. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to return to the the head-in-the-sand routine? Are you going to acknowledge what you became aware of and honor it and actually honor it? Are you going to commit to creating more ease, more freedom, more lightness, more choice, possibility in your life? All of this to say that it's okay to treat what the pandemic and the quarantine have brought into your life and what it has brought to your attention as a gift. And for some of you hearing me say that may be shocking. And I know why it can be shocking. It's the obvious. It's a very, very tricky statement for people to hear. Because on the other hand, we're also reminded on the daily of the horrific death toll of this virus. We've been told that it's 28 times the death toll of 9-11. It's higher than that of Vietnam. And the fact that over 33 million Americans, more than that at this point, were pushed out of work during this time, the economic devastation that it has created. So hearing me make that statement that There are so many awarenesses and gifts that have been delivered to us during this time that it behooves us to receive them and acknowledge them. Hearing me make that statement can make some people uncomfortable. But if you can treat what you've become aware of without judgment and without going into a judgment of you, you're a bad person for acknowledging the gifts of this time, then you won't find yourself stuck. In a self-imposed prison okay and we just got out we just we are on our way out of this government imposed and globally imposed um an illness imposed prison don't put yourself back in one judgment has a charge to it and when i say a charge it elicits or elicits a number of emotions jacked up feelings and emotions and those jacked up feelings and emotions have the capacity to keep us locked into a prison of always needing to be right or holding on to the rightness of a point of view that that we have. So if you can, and it may be a stretch, and it may feel super foreign and you may want to go into guilt and shame, and that's okay. But I urge you, be in the gratitude for all of your quarantine awarenesses. Make a list of them. Be in the question, and I know I bring this up, you're probably going to send me an email that says, please stop bringing this up. But be in the question of what else is possible as a result of your awareness and the changes that were put in motion. Because here's the thing, and, and this is just a basic, basic universal principle. If it serves your highest and best good and your higher self has an inkling that a particular change is required for you to move to another level, but you're either not willing to be aware of it you are aware of it and you're ignoring it, guess what? Again, shit is going to get real and the universe is going to take care of it for you. And it's going to be on your lap and you can't ignore it. And then you're really going to want to be in choice. Okay? So remember, if you're in judgment of something, if you're judging the fact that you're stepping into gratitude because of quarantine and because of COVID and Corona and pandemic and shutdown, and you're judging that and you're in that space of judgment, It will completely eliminate and invalidate the space of gratitude. So always remember, judgment wipes out gratitude, okay? That takes us to tip number two. Commit to creating more from the pandemic experience. Commit to creating more from the pandemic experience. What does that mean? You've tapped into some really important things. Some important realizations maybe about your career, how you make a living, um, your relationships, um, your, your physical condition, your health, um, your um, hobbies and passions that you didn't even realize you had until we got into this time. Things that maybe you've put aside for years, but you rediscovered a lot of this stuff during quarantine. Whatever it is, don't lose traction. Capitalize on what has come up. Use it as a turning point. And when you get to that precipice, that turning point, realize that that's where choice and possibility does come together to create the recipe for miracle. It's that juncture right there. The awareness has come up. You're in gratitude. And remember, we talked about not judging that gratitude. And now you're in the commitment phase of commit to creating more. So that's the possibility space. Where we don't want to lose traction is we don't want to lose sight of the fact that there is possibility, infinite possibility. And so when I say infinite possibility, what do you think of? What comes to your awareness when I say use this as a turning point to walk into a space of infinite possibility? If nothing came to mind, that's fine, no judgment. Let's just, maybe, let's just walk through what that could mean for you. Infinite possibility could mean that first you ditch some of the limiting stories. What are limiting stories? Limiting stories are the things that you've told yourself of why something can't work, why it will never work, why when you tried it in the past, it didn't work, and why certain things always happen to you. Okay, they're the wah-wah-wah story. Um, even you probably are sick of hearing it from you. So, the limiting stories are the, this is why things close up and I get locked in when they close up. So, here's where I'm going to challenge you to move out of that space. If we're going to commit to creating some traction, not losing traction, and capitalizing on these awarenesses that have come up during this time, then that infinite possibilities space, we've already created the footprint for it. Do you think, did you ever think in your lifetime that you would be living in a contagion movie, a movie that came out in what, 2009, that on many different levels we are living in right now? Did you ever think that? Did you wake up at three in the morning and think, wow, I could really go into the freezer and grab a ice cream and sit there and eat that. But no, I'd actually rather think about the fact that in two years' time, we might be in a full-on contagion. I don't know if he did, but that got created. It did. It's here and it's now. So if that got created, why can't you create something else? It's all creation. See, as humans, what we like to do is we like to judge what has been created. And we like to put it in these very neat little boxes of well, that's a positive creation. That's a negative creation. But if you stay out of that space of judging what has been created, then you can too actually shift into something meaningful, something light, something that contributes to you, your life, others, the planet. It's all creation. So you want to stop Going into those quantifiers, the, quanti- the qualifiers, the, the identifying boxes, because they're the limitation, the real expansiveness within you comes up when you decide that anything can be created. It also makes sense too, doesn't it, that anything can be uncreated. So I want you to, to really, really play with both of those ideas. Stuff can get created. It can also be uncreated. What do you want to do with that? And when you stop pretending you didn't learn anything about yourself during this whole thing, then you actually free yourself up to create more. You free yourself up to be more. And you free yourself up to choose more. So step number two, just to reiterate, commit to creating more from the pandemic experience. Everything that you've tapped into, all of these awarenesses, all of the gratitude, all of the light bulb moments, all of the, holy shit, I didn't even realize that I wanted that, but now I realize I do want it. Don't lose the traction that comes from those acknowledgements. And from those acknowledgements, be in the space of choosing your creation. And if there is something that needs to, to get uncreated, do that as well. Examine that, play with that, and have fun with that. The uncreation part is, is pretty light for a lot of people. Immediately when I'm working with clients in a session and we go into the uncreation of something that has paralyzed them for years, and we go into that dynamic shift and and and, and that light, light space, they're different people. So play with this idea. Play with the idea That you don't have to put a positive, negative, good, bad, right, wrong judgment on anything that has been created. Know that if it came in, it can go out. If somebody else created it, you can create something too. It is all within your creation capacity, okay? And remember to stop pretending that you didn't learn anything during this time. You did. And it's okay to acknowledge it. All right, it's okay to free yourself up to create more, to choose more, to be more without the entanglements of guilt and shame and judgment. So please lose all that stuff. Okay, we are going to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back from that break, we're going to go into tip number three. Could be a little bit of a jolt when I tell you what that tip is. Jolts are fine. They're absolutely you're fine, you're safe, you're gonna be okay. And what I want to remind you too, folks, is that I would love to hear from you. If you would love to talk about and share your experiences, your acknowledgments, your wakeups during COVID and during um, pandemic, please send me an email. Tell me about what you've realized, what you're creating, what you're becoming. Send me an email at Elizabeth at myselfgrowth.com. I'd love to hear from you. We'll check back in with each other after break.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling. Um, We, before the break, started a conversation that I had entitled um, Stuck No More The Reopening of You. And so, what I did before the break is I started to share two of five tips. For this reemergence and this reopening phase that we are in, as um, as a culture, as a society, and um, as a planet, and obviously this is happening at staggering and staggered rates. It's not happening all simultaneously. Um, some parts of the of the globe, unfortunately, are are peaking in um, the number of cases right now. The virus and really struggling, and others are are starting to slow down, um, but before the break, we we uh, were talking about two things that we can do to create ease around this navigation um, into life and the new reality. And the first thing that I mentioned is to to if we can really. Embrace the idea of being in gratitude for everything that quarantine and corona afforded us and I did touch on this the sensitive topic of how difficult that might be for people who have um, some guilt and shame around being grateful for something that uh, was quite devastating. Um, for many people, and so we walked through um, that potential block or barrier. But the important thing that I touched on in in step number one or or Tip number one is to find the things, to be aware of and acknowledge the things that that COVID and pandemic and quarantine afforded you. And step number two, or tip number two, was to create more from the pandemic experience. After you've tapped into these acknowledgements and these awarenesses, don't lose traction, as I said. You know, capitalize on what's, what's coming up. Identify the turning point. Utilize it as a as a as a a, a pivotal time and a potent mm-hmm. and de- and defining time in your life to say how do I want to move forward and um, what could that look like. So now we're going to talk about tip number three, and and it, it, tip number three showed itself to me. It literally fell in my lap uh, yesterday in a conversation with a client that was so cool and so much fun. And, and he's such, he's a relatively new client for me. And I just adore this individual and really love working with him because he's receptive and he um, he's open to shifts. And, and so, you know, what came up in the conversation with this wonderful being was that he ended up having, horrible, horrible or, or developing horrible sleep issues during COVID or during quarantine. And he had spent many, many nights just awake from one o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning. And I'll talk a little bit more about what transpired with him and really what did come to the surface that we could both acknowledge. But based on just anecdotally what he shared with me, I decided to identify or to label Tip number three, as the wake the hell up tip. Okay, and this is what essentially happened to this person, and I, I absolutely can can. Imagine that if it happened to this wonderful person who was under all this pressure, under all this stress, it was all mostly, I'd say, ninety percent of it from um, his work that changed when he had to start working from home. But if that was happening in his world, I can't even imagine the hundreds of thousands of people that have encountered the same thing in their own homes and the demands that came at them that have been keeping them awake and the sleeplessness and the the disruption that comes from not getting sleep. So I just, in inside of that story seemed to be this incredible metaphor, wake up. Okay, so now it, this thing's got our attention. It really did. If this one didn't get our attention, then I, holy, sh- I don't know what will. Okay, so when as soon as that sleep thing, theme came up, my awareness went right to, okay, yeah, there's a big wake up call here. And so, and there's opportunities in the waking up. So let's put some things under the microscope, folks. Let's really, really take some hard and fast looks at conclusions that you come to about your life. Those conclusionary realities that I talked to about with clients um, that, that we discussed, like, well, I know that if this happens, then this is going to happen in the future. And where we can shoot holes in those things. Because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We really don't. I mean, you may have a pipeline into some bomb-ass psychic that I don't have. Please share. Send me an email. But as far as I know, we don't know. There are some people who predicted this pandemic, who put it on the books years ago, and who said this will be a part of our reality. They're a small number of people. But for the majority of us, we didn't see this one coming. So everything that you have gone into and created as a conclusion and then defined and pretty much set your reality as your reality, let's look at whether or not we can just eliminate that and uncreate that. All of your ideas about what you've decided you're always going to be stuck with, you'll never be able to change, that you can't run from, you can't hide from, it's just always going to be. Like that expression, well, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Well, what the hell does that mean? That sounds really sad. That sounds really heavy. Well, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Oh, my God, that sounds like a wet blanket that's about to smother us. So when you look at those conclusions that we've gone to, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. You hear people say that. It's like you walk away from that conversation and you want to cry in your car for an hour. It is what it is. So those are conclusions that we all come to. We don't know if it is what it is and if it's going to be and if that it's what it's going to be. Look at the barriers and the walls that you've put up over the years. Ask yourself, who and what are you keeping out of your life? Where are you and where have you been unwilling to receive? And that's a really important one. As you wake up, as you get conscious as you start acknowledging, you will become aware of the barriers and the walls that you have constructed throughout the years. Why? Because I'm pretty sure we were all taught to do that. We are all taught to put up walls. We were all taught to keep ourselves safe. We were all taught to use historical data and bring it into the present moments and utilize it to keep us from doing something else that somebody else has decided is stupid. To keep us from making mistakes. So walls and barriers are always a protective device and mechanism that we will utilize to make sure that we don't fuck up again. And so we can take all those, again, judgments off the table. Then we stop looking at the past as this really reliable source of what we need to do in the present moment that keeps us from making the present moment mistakes, okay? And if we can shift out of that into, were they really mistakes? This is part of the wake-up, folks. Were they really mistakes or did I just have an experience? You wake up to the idea that you're not a hot, hot mess of mistakes, And you wake up, you move out of that and wake up to the idea that you're a collection of experiences. You're a different being at that point. You're no longer the same being. And you don't have to have the barriers and the walls up. And that's what the wake up is. So let's go back to this gentleman and this client that I had this conversation with that had days and days and days of sleeplessness. The poor guy was just wiped out. He was completely, completely desecrated from a lack of sleep. Huge responsibility with his job. He's a technology expert for a large organization here in Michigan. And um, he is primarily responsible for setting up um, all of the technology platforms Um, so that people can do their jobs um, from home okay so now he's home uh, the teams the people that he's working with are at home and they're bombarding him day and night help me do this help me do that help me set up google this google that blah 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 okay and he was taking calls and fielding calls at 11 at night and you know 10 at night and feeling totally obligated and committed to help these people Because the impression he was getting from them is that if he didn't help them, if he didn't come through, they weren't going to be able to do their jobs. And then, of course, there was going to be this cascading stream of shit that would follow and it would all be on him. So he was really feeling the wrath of all that. And he stopped sleeping. And he went to his doctor and his doctor put him on some Lunesta. And God bless this individual, though. He thought, you know, I don't know if Lunesta is the entire answer here. There's got to be more to it. And his wife reached out to me and she asked me if I would work with him. Absolutely happy to. And so what we really dug into is that, um, and, and the acknowledgement of that, this was just beautiful and magical, that this was not meant to punish him. These sleepless nights that were causing him to be so anxious and to be so not himself were not put in his life to, to mess with him. This was not some sick diabolical joke that was played on this guy. It was part of a wake-up call. Like the guy was awake a lot. Wake-up call. Okay. And what did he realize during this wake-up call? What came to his awareness that he is now gaining traction on and making changes in so many other parts of his life? His wake-up call was this, and this was very personal to this individual, is that he doesn't need to feel responsible for everybody else and their successes and failures in life, that it's not all on him, that he doesn't hold the bag of answers that then support the entire United States. And that if he doesn't continue to do that, that everybody's going to go to hell in a handbasket. That was, that was the massive piece of awareness that was available to him And because of him not sleeping, he got access to it. We started talking, we started moving some energy, we started clearing up some energy and lo and behold, what revealed itself but this magical, magical jewel that his whole life he had been responsible for and felt responsible for the successes and failures, the comfort or discomfort of everybody else around him. And how tired was he really from doing that and being that? really freaking tired, really tired. He just didn't know it because he had incredible capacity to be that for everybody. So because he had, and I've talked about capacity in, in prior shows, because he had incredible capacity, he was unconscious that he was exhausted from feeling responsible for everyone's discomfort or comfort that he was missing in the equation It stopped, everything stopped being about him and it started to be about everybody else. And what kicked this off? COVID, quarantine, working from home, having his work infiltrate his home and having all of these people that he works with infiltrate his home as well. That was his tipping point, his turning point. And was it potent? You bet it was. It was life-altering, life-changing and life-defining it freed this guy up completely freed him up so now in his approach to the people that he works with he's of this he's coming from this place of hey dude i don't need to have all your answers i will be a resource to you i will set you up for success but man if you blow it at your end that's on you and that's what our partnership's going to look like It's not about me coming in with all the magical answers. It's about me being the resource that I'm supposed to be, paid to be, etc. And then you do what you need to do at your end. You uphold your end of the bargain and we'll be partners. This whole shift in mindset has set this individual free. Are his barriers up and his walls up? No. There's no reason anymore. He doesn't have to hide from people. He doesn't have to run from people. Because he's coming at this from a completely different place. So look at this stuff. I mean, this, the, the, what this gentleman has gone through is maybe, you know, I don't know how it, it aligns with your story in your life, but it was a very powerful awakening for this person. And I laugh when I say that because the guy was awake for so many days on end. But he's awake in a completely different way now. So what's really interesting about this whole scenario with this guy is that as these awarenesses trickle in, and as he awakens to the idea that he no longer has to show up this way, he no longer has to carry these burdens, he's sleeping a ton more. He's about to take himself off of his sleep medication. He's on some medications that his naturopath is helping him with just to get him over the hump. And he's sleeping like a champ. And all that is aligning with these awarenesses. So look at where you're getting close to what you want in your life and where you're cutting yourself off from receiving it because you're putting up these these walls, these barriers. Look at that. Ask yourself, so what could life look like for me if I didn't need to show up the way I've always been showing up? if I could consciously choose what is light for me, if I didn't take on all of these responsibilities to be everything to everybody, I have to ask myself that all the time. And why not make those shifts right now at the beginning of the aftermath of a global shutdown and shakedown? Isn't this the time to do it? To challenge you and the places you've allowed yourself to stay stuck, to get out of those places, to sit back and ask yourself this question, Was quarantine, shelter in place, the first time in my life that I was stuck inside, locked up? Probably not. Because in many ways, all of us have been locking ourselves up for years. All of ourselves have, many of us have been imprisoning ourselves. This is not our first rodeo with being shut in. And when we come back from the break, we're going to walk through tips number four and five and round out this picture of reemergence, of the freedom that is available to you, the freedom that you and your awesome being can invite in. So when we get back from the break, we'll continue this discussion of the emerging you. And I look forward to that when we return.
0: us on twitter at voice get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice America trn
3: many people don't like to talk about death but like it or not it's going to happen to you me your loved ones and everyone it's best to ask the important questions sooner than later that's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with host nina and can help We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time,
2: Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You.
1: Welcome back. And we are in the midst of the discussion of the reopening of you, Stuck No More. Very timely theme, very timely topic. And we were walking through five tips before the break. We had covered um, the third tip of the five. And the third tip being um, in in this really fascinating and dynamic time that we're in, the third tip is be willing to wake the hell up. And I shared an anecdote of, of a client of mine and the conversations that we've had over the last couple of days of of him really acknowledging what has been truly going on in his life for many years that but for COVID and but for everything that has converged and happened in his life, he may never have been aware of. And there are things that woke him up, w- really woke him up. So, you know, I, I, I invite you to, as we talked about before the break, to look at those ways that you're cutting yourself off. Look at those ways that you are uh, sabotaging yourself. Look at the ways that where you're not choosing and you're not willing to choose. And as I said before the break, you know this is the time to do it. You know, in the aftermath of that global shakedown that I referenced, you know we have a wide open space. We're less jammed. We're less congested. We have been out of commission for months. And we, you know, we, so we view it as stuck. This is the place that we go to in our human minds, stuck. And as I mentioned just before we broke, many of us, and at different times in our life, quarantined ourselves. Created a stuckness in our own lives. We didn't need the government to do it for us. We didn't need Corona to do it for us. We put ourselves in our own damn prisons. So that leads me to tip number four: be willing to ask yourself this question: Have I been spending my time and energy on preventing my own death? Now, that may be a literal death. It can be. It could be a soul death. Uh, a being death, a whatever you like to, or spirit death, however you want to refer to it. Have you been spending your time and energy on preventing your own death? And if the answer is yes, that's not a huge surprise. Because we have been in global flight or fight, flight, or flee for months, for about four months. And our focus of our energy has been on preventing death. But that runs really deep. In our psyches over time. Because what it does is it takes our attention and our focus away from living. We're in the business of preventing death day in and day out and managing what death could look like. And so we stop living. So then you ask yourself, at what point am I willing to choose life and living? Because when we are centrally focused on preventing death, we have stopped living. Remember, folks, that your attention, your thoughts, they all create your reality. And that concept's been around for years. There are many, many powerful and wise teachers that have taught us that. Your thoughts and your attention, where you put your attention and place it, all create your reality. So have you ever met someone, you're introduced to them at a meeting or at a party or something, and you walk away from meeting them and you think, wow, That person is so full of life. They're just so, so exuberant and full of life. What did you mean when you said that? It's an expression. We use it to describe certain people. What did you mean when you said full of life? What we generally mean when we use that expression to describe someone is that they give off a vibe that they're up for anything. They don't have walls and barriers up. They are willing to receive, to perceive, to choose, and also they give off a sense to us that they're willing to be anything. They're the I don't give a shit folks. And you know what? Because of that, they're truly living. As opposed to meeting someone exact opposite, let's go to that end of the spectrum, who you sensed was in the introduction, maybe present for about five percent of it, the conversation. You sensed that. You picked up on it. That's what they were laying down. This person's not really here. Why? Because during that time that you were talking to them, introduced to them, trying to get to know them, they were focused potentially on what they had to do next, what might go wrong 10 minutes from now, how they planned on handling the thing that could go wrong 10 minutes from now, all that kind of stuff. They were full, completely full, jammed up, full, no space for you. In fact, if they were present even 40% of the time in their lives, they're probably not truly living. They're preparing for something to go wrong. They're preparing for something to end, and they're concluding that either or both is always inevitable. And I use that word always. It's a very strong and defining word. It's a very restrictive and limiting word, but if we are truly not living, we're we're more than likely in those, in those spaces of always and never. So if that is you, if that is the space that you're coming from, I encourage you, I urge you, and I invite you to consider shifting out of that today. What kind of a miraculous contribution could that be to your body, to your being, to your relationships, and the world around you? If you so boldly and so courageously stepped out of that space who could you be? Who could your being be? You could be that person that I spoke of five minutes ago, the one that everybody walks away from after they meet you saying, wow, he's so full of life. She's so full of life. They're so carefree. They're up for anything. You could be that person. It's a choice. It's, it, it's available to you. Choose it. Okay, so this brings us into into our final tip, tip number five. Shift out of your points of view, or better yet, ditch them altogether. What are your points of view? So your points of view are the uh, opinions, the judgments, the conclusions that you have embedded within you that make up and define your reality, more than likely you inherited them from your parents. They inherited theirs from their parents and so on and so on and so on. They're very cultural, they're ancestral and they are definitely a collective um, legacy, collective points of view, okay? And so they define us and more often than not, they will be the mechanism for keeping us in a jail. Okay, and I'm urging you, shift out of those. Just ditch them. Say goodbye to them. So, and the reason why I'm bringing this up now during this time is because when these massive shakedowns happen, human beings always go right to, oh shit, we're screwed now. We're really screwed. When in fact, the term crisis has often been used in the context of being a catalyst or a mechanism for change. So in our field of psychology, particularly in developmental psychology, we refer to different stages across a human's lifespan as involving some sort of crisis that the human is navigating or that they're attempting to work through so that they can achieve mastery of that stage and move forward so that they can progress. Babies, toddlers, Pre-adolescent, adolescent, adolescent, they all bump up against some developmental crisis. Do we think that that's that's a cause for everybody melting down and losing their shit? No. We look at it in a completely different way. We look at it like, well, if you're not navigating that crisis at that particular age and trying to master those skills when there's definitely something wrong with that kid. But we don't see it as, oh my God, we want in a lot of different ways we want to see something go into the mastery of that skill set or that stage the term crisis is used in that in that way it's the ca- and can be the catalyst or mechanism for change for progress so what our planet has been going through in the last 4 or 5 months has been crisis oriented but it has also had underneath it, embedded within it, a message of change. Our, our planet has been like that. And I'm going to date myself here. Not too happy about that. But I'm going to make reference to something that many of you might be too young to remember. But back in the day, there was a toy that many of us got at Christmas or we played with. It was called an Etch-A-Sketch. If you did play with those, you'll remember it. It's a little red um, like like the size of a small TV and you would shake it up and when you shook it it would go blank and then you could turn these little wee knobs and you could sketch your own design on the etch sketch this is really really analogous to what our planet's been going through it's the shakedown the screen goes blank you turn the little knobs you design and create anything that you want very similar to what we've been going through. So play with that idea. Use that analogy. And I invite you to eliminate your points of view about what this experience is supposed to mean, how it's supposed to define you because it's how because of how it's defined everyone else. Eliminate the boxes that you've put yourself in, the experience of quarantine, COVID, pandemic. Eliminate those challenge yourself to step outside those narrow definitions and everywhere where you want to resist and react to or and and even agree and align with what others are saying about the state of our world always remember to go back to what you're aware of acknowledge it as your truth actually open up to it be it and choose to live it because like that etch-a-sketch this is a super, super dynamic time. The, the, the etch-a-sketch of, of, of our creation at this point on our planet. The slate doesn't go blank for no reason, folks. It really doesn't. The shakedown doesn't happen. In fact, when we move massive amounts of energy, when we're in the midst of a healing when I'm working with someone and I'm moving incredible amounts of energy with them and they're in allowance of it and they're receiving it, one of the things that I notice that happens and the other person is noticing it as well and is aware of it is that after the clearing happens, they literally can't come up with a word to say. And I'll say, hey, just checking in. How you doing right now? And they'll look at me with this dumbfounded look on their face and they'll say, I, I don't know. And then we both giggle. Okay, so you don't know what's going on. I don't know. Because the shakedown has just happened. It's the jumbling up. It's the reconfiguration. It's the absolute redistribution of everything that they thought was real. That in that moment in time creates space and spaciousness for something else. For openness. For a new blank canvas. That. Is miraculous and shame on us during this incredibly potent and powerful time if we're not willing to be that. If we're not willing to embrace the shakedown, wipe that slate clean, and be in the magic of creation of something new and different and choose it and be it. Shame on us. So I invite you, my friends, to. Be in that, be in the space of embracing what is truly our new reality. If the other one was so shit hot, we would have stayed in it. But our planet decided differently. And there's an intelligence and there's a uniqueness and there's a beauty in that. And please, I invite you to, again, to embrace it and to be it and truly live it. Well, a new you, friends, as always, it's such a joy spending time with you, giving your time to me, and I always, always love to give my time to you. And in this exchange, magic is always created, and I'm so grateful for that. Please consider dropping me a line, letting me know what your, what your thoughts are on today's show, elizabethatmysoulgrowth.com. Until next time, my friends, make each new day a creation of a new you. I'm Liz Tupling, and this is A New You on Voice
0: America, the Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. A New You with Liz Tupling can be heard every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week.